Welcome to the Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Be sure to stick around to the end for some debatably funny jokes that will hopefully leave you with a smile. And don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. We're here to support you, and we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Ready to dive into the world of leadership? Let's get started. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. We are going to continue talking about the one-to-one context and continuing our discussion about the supportive leadership behaviors. So let's jump back into the leadership behaviors. So we've got problem. We got facilitating problem solving. We got listening and build. Uh, Building rationale or giving rationale, mm-hmm. um, encouragement, praising and encouragement. Yeah, and the last one is asking for input, meaning mm. that what do you think we ought to do? Asking a question mm. like, "Okay, we're we're stuck here. Who's got ideas?" Drawing, uh, drawing the, uh, the refreshing the well by refreshing the ideas that that you've either gone by or passed and and thrown out the window beforehand. That's where I was thinking is kind of collaboration. Collaboration? Right. You're asking for input. I'm not telling you what to do anymore. I'm asking you what you think, and we can discuss and collaborate. Yeah. 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 So those combinations of uh, what we're going to call supportive behaviors, coupled with the the, uh, behaviors of uh, showing telehealth and providing Timelines and friend and things like that, setting goals and software, all part of the combination of structuring and that's um, um, why I can say it is inspiring because that's the words we're using. And then the hard part is now figuring out when to use which ones at which times yeah. in which situations because yeah. at any given time somebody could be shifting even within you know a thirty minute one hour time oh, frame, yeah. they oh, could yeah. shift from high to low um, energy levels. Not They're not going to shift their competence so fast. No, it takes right? a while. They're going to take time to grow their skill over time. But with when it comes to the energy piece, it can be up and down and up and down all over the place. And mm-hmm. that, I remember when we were talking about, uh, was it 12 o'clock high? Mm-hmm. And we were watching one of the scenes in there where he's, you know, He's having this discussion with his subordinate and he's talking to him about, hey, this is what we need to do and, and giving this very directive support. And then all of a sudden the director report comes back, you know, I don't know if we can even do this. And then boom, he switches over to a supportive and starts giving, you know, encouragement or, um, um, you know, asking for input. And then and then he's like, okay, you're right, maybe we can. And then boom, he's back to the, the directive and he's shifting kind of back and forth as you know, even within a conversation, you're kind of giving more yeah. or less of that. Type now, that was of a great example. I, mean, I think when I first time we watched that with you, I really clicked for me, like how fast it can happen and how skilled you as a leader. So, I mean, all of this takes a tremendous amount of practice. And so, well, do you remember him 
saying um, the, the rationale. Do you remember what the rationale was? Jesse, if we can hang on here now, somebody's going to look up and see a solid overcast of American bombers on their way to hit the Third Reich where it lives. And he's bringing in the whole idea of why we're fighting the war, which is a, this is all tugging at the issue of want, wanting to go to war or wanting to uh, do the task or get the thing done. Um, he didn't, he didn't praise too much, no. um, but he b- tried to brainstorm. Can you? Can you? He, he's saying, "Well," and he and he does also do a little bit of problem solving. So, it, I wish you could help me tell me what you're feeling right now. Remember when he says that, and he's listening to him. Too. So, never mind that that example. But but the young, young what we're what we're really trying to see is that is an example of somebody who's using. Both direction and focusing and inspiring behaviors, direction and support, and clearly, um, it 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 was it hit the nose on the head because the guy he was trying to influence eventually agrees. We should put a clip of that. (laughs) Oh boy, it's really good. Um, Yeah. So now that leaves only what somebody who doesn't want to do it has low motivation, has very, very, uh, very little um, energy for doing, expending uh, the energy, uh, the uh, the uh, effort to, to do it. And, of course, now that's, you, they know how to do it. Their problem is what? They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. the energy or the confidence. Yeah, it's either confidence or motivation, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. Too many people want to jump in a, 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 a B two, B two a bomber, fly over Dresden, being all that flag, and saying, oh, "I'm going to do this." You know, it's a really. Uh, so there are some things that people know they don't have to, don't want to do. I mean, can you imagine? Oh boy, some of the stuff we see on TV today. Um, in the trenches of of Ukraine. Yeah, so I mean, the military is a great example of an organization, multiple organizations where you, you sometimes you just need them to take the hill. <laughs> and so they use lots of tactics, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in making that happen. So mm-hmm. there's no question when it's time to take the hill, you got to take the Or if you're on a ship and there's a fire, uh, if you're on that ship, you don't typically run away from the fire. You run to the fire to put it out. Cause mm-hmm. that, that, the whole crew does that. And so... So understanding why some of those steps are important um, it has to be done before the moment happens, right? Yeah. So, so I hope that this this section, and I will finally close it now, is that the last one is what people who are, who are both highly willing to do something and highly skilled to do it, and those are the kinds of people you that that are in achieving achieving stage, yeah, and. And those are the ones you think get on your your uh, your knees and thank God for, or thank thank for thank the the, the powers that be that you've got these highly skillful, well, highly willing people. Although I think it's important to note that just because someone's achieving and they're they might be high in competence and they might be high in energy as well, it doesn't mean you give no leadership behaviors. There's still low levels 
of supportive and low level levels of directive. So at a minimum, you're still going to do a little bit of active listening and you're still going to do some goal yeah. setting. Yeah, for sure. Right. Sure. Or that's a good should. point. That's a good point right. that you don't, you don't uh, treat them like mushrooms. You know, that's where you, you, you have one more you, phase you, that we've you know, talked about in the book, but discerning. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to do that. Okay. But uh, I wanted to say, you don't treat your, your highly skilled and high willing people uh, like mushrooms, which is, most mo- mo- most of them is used to. Most people say we, well, you, 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 um, it gives you, you keep a power them, up. No, I keep 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 them in the dark, dumber manure on them. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, treat yeah. people like mushrooms. Yeah. Keep them in the dark and throw yeah. poo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't say bad words. No, we, we got to keep it clean. Yeah, we have. So and last one now. There is a fifth phrase mm-hmm. called discerning. And interesting about discerning is that it's not a question of wanting. They, they, they don't have the energy to do it because they've been doing it too long. They, they want get it, bored. They get bored, and they get they want they want to get <laughs> repotted, so to speak, re, replanted, replanted in, in new and uh, better uh, surroundings or new and better tasks or outcomes that are necessary. And discernment does not mean that they'll that they're bad. It just means that all of us get tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So does that have to do with challenge then too? Could it be, to use your analogy, it could also be that they need a bigger pot, right? Their roots have maxed out and they need more more room to grow. I would argue that if, if we were speaking about the true discernment phase, it is, <clears throat> I've done it, and there's no amount of... Um, talk or discussion is going to do that i just got i can't do this anymore hmm. i i need a whole new frame hmm. to, and, and that frame is, is uh, it's reasonable it's reasonable most of the good ones retire most of the real ones know when to retire this get the signal and they get out they step out so I mean, imagine i, I imagine that you're going to see that in uh in uh, LeBron James in the next year or two. So if you don't want that to happen, I mean, as a leader, you see someone going to this phase, I mean, what do you do? I mean, how do you avoid that, if, if at all possible? You can't. I don't think you can. In fact, you should, should, you should gracefully accept that as what the, 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 the nature of Or you the, shift the, the task before they fall into that board kind of state right no that's what what i was thinking because like you think of flow they say you got to have that right amount of challenge and so if you shift them to a more complex challenge before they get bored with the first one they may not hit see see, my argument would be that you that the discern discerning player or the discerning uh, worker has done it and they've been in the flow enough and they've been they've been where the, the a very rare rarefied air where nobody else goes, but it's nonetheless I I don't want to do it anymore. It's not of interest to me. So so I I've had employees before where they they've been doing it and they're kind of getting to the end of their career and like how do you motivate them? How do you keep them going? And what I've had success with is trying to steer them towards being more of a, a mentor. First, maybe some of the younger oh, yeah. employees. I mean, maybe to prolong 
They're, well, um, then you're engaging. changing the task too, right? That right? kind of goes because well, now they're I not think, the skill isn't mm-hmm. doing the job; it's helping others do the right. job, which is a different set of yeah. behaviors. And I think that works for a period of time, but I, I think what you're saying, Dre, is that, that eventually they will come; they'll, they'll be ready to retire. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing you say. Because I, I think you're right; changing the task helps. But I don't know if it if it's gonna if that's a short term fix or if that's a long term fix. I well, guess so maybe it helps in certain situations, but you're still gonna hit discerning in other aspects. Well, find 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 oh. some of the best in the world. Do what they do. I wonder if Picasso. He, if, you, if I think about him as a as an a, a, an unbelievably creative, uh, high high performance performer. But he 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 got over the blue period he was in. I don't mean the uh, depression. I mean he, he painted all kinds of things in blues. Right. Um, but he got over the blues phase. Then he got into some really good figures, uh, human figures. But where did he wind up? In Cubism, mm-hmm. where some of the Guernica. I don't know if you ever seen that. that That's movie. all the expensive stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, very expensive stuff. <laughs> But the point I'm making is that he, he, for himself, stopped doing what everybody loved and started doing stuff that people didn't like, although they learned to like, and he created a new form of art called Cubism. So the point I'm making is that the good ones keep going, but they they have to do it on their own terms, and it's not the it that you're used to see them doing. Hmm. It's out. They're out of it now. But but it also then has to do with the... Not context, but the like the level of where you're at, because you're talking about well, is are you at the the micro task? Are you at the macro task? Are you at the goal level um, or yeah. the job role? If if you level? call art, I suppose you could say well, he's because uh, he's still painting. Yeah, right? that's the point. But you're talking me. about, but some people may even get discerning about if you're just looking at painting it as a whole well, as a hobby. Or that's something. right. That's right. So right. does discern discerning come after the achieving phase, or can it yes, come, can yes, it come it before? Does. No, it has. Uh, there's something still there, attractive, in the achievement fi- phase. Okay. But in the discerning phase, what's not there is any real passion for any strokes that had been done. I think of like Barry Sanders, great running back, and he retired at the prime of his career. And so, I mean, was there? I mean, there's lots of reasons. There's a special coming out for, it, but. Was he? He was achieving, and then he just lost an interest in the sport. And he said, "As soon as I stop loving playing the sport, I know it's time to leave." Even though he was at the pinnacle of his career, mm-hmm. and I think of others that were kind of followed suit in the same way. So, I would say, big picture, though, in terms of leadership and the skills that we're talking about of all these different uh, skills of providing focus versus uh, inspiring behaviors. I would say that it's more important to understand how to recognize where a person is in terms of high or low um, competence and high or low energy as opposed to understanding those phases of performance because they're going to happen. It would help. It helps, and, and you can understand how that all works from you know one step to the next. But regardless of what phase they're in, if you're good at recognizing that, aligning with them that, hey, I see that you're kind of low in, in your skill here. I'd like to provide some directive support. You get that alignment and you provide it regardless of which phase they're in. That's, I think, what's most important. Kind of what we're talking about here is, you know, what are those skills to be able to one-to-one, leader-to-follower 
to, you know, be successful, help someone grow, learn, develop, achieve, perform. When um, <clears throat> my oldest was um, 15, she was a, a phenomenal swimmer. I think you might, I might have told you this before. And um, she was she was just crushing the, uh, most of the opponents she had in her uh, um, sc- uh, scope of, of swimming meets, uh, even in the zones, which is the, f- the one, one quarter of the last part of the United States. Uh, one day she came home and said, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, why? She says, I'm just tired of looking at the black, the black line on the bottom of the pool. And she was putting 78,000 meters a week in the water. That's a lot of swimming. And there's nothing I could have said. And now she didn't get to the Olympics, and that was a dream of hers that she wanted. And so the ones that get that far are just even more incredibly uh, um, uh, ensconced in in the art or the, the, the job they're doing. But there was no amount of going to bring that back. No amount of any uh, sort of analyzing of what, and she deserved that right to have that, to mm-hmm. to, to come come to rest. You know what she did? She gave it up, and <clears throat> I said, "Well, you got to do something with your body because you're, you don't want to, you don't want to. You're in great shape. You got to stay in shape." And uh, so she took up rowing, and when she got into that, she she. she uh, uh, within six six months, she won a San Diego Erg Championship, and bang, it was like um, scholarships were coming off the wall in rowing. Hmm. Now, what she did do is apply that same understanding of what it takes to be good, mm-hmm. and the, uh, that effort always reward is always rewarded by performance if you do it the right way, and she did it. And now, what, but. She didn't go back to swimming, right. and so you'd have to say, "Well, she'd quit. She's a D. She's a discerning mm-hmm. swimmer." Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but she used that same thing for other things in her life, mm-hmm. and she still does that now. And, but to use your Picasso thing, she could have potentially said, "You know, I don't like freestyle anymore. I want to do butterfly." Yeah. Right, and so she's still swimming, but she was discerning in a certain type type of swimming. So there's all these uh, there's those little levels. nooks, but it ultimately, if you're a good swimmer, she was competing in the fly, the bag. Sure, sure, free, no, I get free. It. So case, yeah. yeah. So I mean, when I when I hear that, I love that story because I I'm starting to put the pieces together. But I know many people will hear that story and say, "Oh, she's she burnt out." Do you consider yeah. discerning the same as yeah, same as burnout? And then there's so many studies out there trying to understand why people burn out or why athletes burn mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And why does a performer enter the discerning phase? I mean, I, mean is, I don't know if discerning is the same as burnout. Burnout that's what is I'm asking. more associated with um, like obsessive passion and overdoing it. It right? can I think be. discerning, you don't have to be burned out to be discerning. You just get bored over time. It's not that you're overdoing it or not getting enough sleep or you're stressed or you know well i don't think she got over uh over burned out with winning what she got over but won't burn never out. get tired of winning <laughs> no but she, what what she got tired of is the prep at that level that she was at that, that, that can be and that that is that is in my mind it's still a definition of burning out there's there's lots of reasons why uh, an athlete burn, burns out 
And I always go to motivation. Like, you know, do they lose their sense of autonomy? Are they doing that sport because mm-hmm. that's what they felt like they should be doing because their parents, and that, that's a great one example. Or do they burn out because they just weren't getting good enough anymore? Um, or they've done everything they can do right. in and the so, sport. Right, and that's that's just another form of burnout. But I, I love the way it's, it's text or you know it's described as discerning because in the coming after that achieving phase, that's just um, yeah another way. I, I I've never looked at it that way. So I, I well, she came it. through the period where she was winning a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, and she also came through the period when she was losing a lot. You know, so yeah. there's and and it. it it, it, it's interesting to say, well, is discernment burnout? Burnout for me is the point he was making about you're giving up so much of the other parts of your life that it'll, you lose interest in what you're doing. Even what you're doing doesn't bring that back for you. And um, oftentimes, um, the good ones have to rest. And even when they rest, they go back. Well, um, Michael's saying, Perfect example of that, Michael Jordan. Right. Um, so, but in, in Elisa's case, I think she, from what I could judge, she was just t- uh, tired of the preparation that had to go with doing it. Yeah. No, I get I, I totally yeah. understand that. I was looking up the definition of burnout uh, a state getting... of complete mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So, different than boredom, but yeah. <laughs> It's got to be related, but I, uh, I do. I, I think there's so. Let's different. let's let's conclude. Are we going to wrap thing. up again? Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's wrap it up. It's um. So what I'd like managers to consider doing is to come to grips with how good are they in giving goal setting, methods of evaluations, uh, showing tell showing and tell how, and so forth. Those those beautiful beautiful uh, directive behaviors or. Uh, focusing behaviors and the other side of it the of facilitating problem solving and active, and active listening and um, sharing sharing rationale and so forth building those skills into their repertoire of behavior and then looking at the people they're managing and saying I know that person that person wants to do it but doesn't have the skills what's my job my job is to provide the skills, either giving better instruction from my own point of view or better instruction by putting them together with uh, other people who are just as powerful or more powerful in the skill that they want. They, this, this person wants to perform. Right. And so from a leader, it's not only having those skills to be able to do that, but first being able to diagnose what's needed, mm-hmm. then aligning of what you're about to give, and then actually delivering exactly. those leadership behaviors in that that context, exactly. and, and even knowing that you're in the context in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, good. That's great. Uh, Dude, that was fun. That was awesome. Are you ready for my joke? Oh, so oh, tell boy. us, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, you. I, I, you already know it's well, going to be that bad. Huh? No, no, no. I was going to jerk your chain and say, he, he, I don't think he saw us. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You can do the same joke, two no, podcasts no, in a row. No, I don't know. So there's a squirrel and a frog in a hot tub. And the frog turns to the squirrel and says, it's hecka hot in here. And the squirrel says, holy cow, a talking frog. That was terrible. <laughs>
<laughs> Don't you put anything but cricket. <laughs> Holy what? I couldn't say sh. Holy talking frog. It sounds better if you can curse, I guess. Oh. The squirrel said. Holy is a talking frog. I know, but I don't. Maybe it's, maybe it should have been a bunny. So there's a bunny and a and a frog in a hot tub. The frog turns to the rabbit and he says, "It's really hot in here." And the bunny says, "Holy shit, a talking frog." Uh, it's closer. No. <laughs> Thank you, though. Let's do a different joke. I'm going to cut all that out. <laughs> I think I should pull my joke up here. You got, you got what? <laughs> I think so. How many psychologists did it take to change a light bulb? One, the only one if it wants to really change. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. Why don't skeletons get in fights? Hmm. Why they don't not? have the guts. Dad's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good child's joke. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks That's everybody. Good. That's good. We'll see you on the next one. We got it. What is the next one? Do you think? Um, team. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Organization. All right. Okay. Congrats! You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. We genuinely hope that you found value in our conversation. If you liked it please click that like button below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our current episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can click the dislike button, but make sure you click it twice. We're eager to hear from you, whether it's your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, or if you're interested in our leadership training and consulting support. Leave us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at We're open to any and all feedback. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back for more insightful leadership discussion. Until next time.